Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. Today I have a special guest and neighbor, Matt Harrington, actually in studio, which doesn't rare, very rarely happen. So thanks for being here, Matt. Yeah, super happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Melissa. So Chris is out of town and he, we're redoing some of our family brand content and we're making a more robust program or course around family culture. And Matt and Chris recently started working together and Chris and I were trying to like talk through some things about family culture. And he's like, you know what? You have to get Matt over here to talk about family culture because he can talk about culture better than anyone. So Matt came over to the house today to talk about family culture. And then I was like, we should just record a podcast about this. So yeah, you'll hear more from Matt here in a bit, but he is an expert on culture. That's what he does for work. Again, we'll get into that. But he also had a cool experiment or experience this summer with his family, taking a lot of what he does professionally and bringing that into his family, talking about family culture and trying to improve or change some things in his family culture meaning his siblings and parents, so kind of that extended family culture. So that's what we're going to kind of get into today. But first, Matt, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So from a culture standpoint, it's the journey here is kind of funny. I think most people, and myself included, maybe didn't expect that I would be doing what I'm doing now. But I love it. And I have been working for an organization with about 500 employees for the last couple of years in people and leadership development. And I became fascinated with this concept of culture and the interaction between employees and leaders and employee engagement and organizations proclaiming values or cultures, but then watching how they are lived or not lived. And so, yeah, super excited to be teamed up with Chris and be driving the culture operating system more intentionally in the workplace. Yes. So. Chris and Matt are working together. Matt came onto Chris's team, um, as like you said, heading up culture. So this is all, I don't know, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's new and it is exciting. It's really, it's, um, well, we'll get into it. I, I, there, we're taking an approach that we frankly just don't necessarily see happening or at least not as intentionally. And so really exciting. I mean, like really life altering stuff for businesses, but also for the individuals that work at, at businesses and for the leaders of organizations. So yeah, really excited. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your experiment that you did with your family that I alluded to. Yeah. So early in the summer, probably even before the summer, we knew we had a family reunion coming up and there was a little bit of, maybe a lot bit for some people in my family, anxiety around us getting together. And so my, my mom had suggested, hey, why don't we get intentional about this and maybe we can have some some meetings leading up to the family reunion and 
you can help us as a family with kind of our family culture and with some of the things that have gone on to just try to have the best possible outcome at the family reunion and to help our family kind of recover or, or heal to some extent. And what I mean by that is several of my siblings are no longer a part of the religion that we all grew up in. And so the identity that we had historically that was connected to, you know, our religious standpoint just is no longer, no longer fits everyone. And so we knew we needed to get intentional about creating in some sense, a new family identity that worked for everyone. So that's kind of how it got started. We actually, I need to give some credit to the book, The Culture Code, which I highly recommend anyone interested in culture for family or business that they read. It's a fascinating read. I recently read, read that. It was super good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of really good, interesting like stories and examples of how culture is built or um, experienced, sometimes unintentionally and, and sometimes intentionally. So ex examples of both. My mom and myself and one of my sisters read that book leading up to our experiment. And my mom took some awesome cliff notes. In fact, I think I've sent them to several people. I'm like, hey, if you want to save time and not read the book, just read my mom's cliff notes. Should uh, I put those in the show notes? <laughs> yeah, we probably can. Okay. So we kind of had that as a little bit of a backdrop and some common language for at least some of us. The people that didn't read the book, some of them had at least reviewed my mom's notes. So we decided to have three Zoom meetings leading up to it. And I kind of patterned them this way. And this is kind of from the Culture Code book, but it was like, how do we create safety? How do we share vulnerability? And how do we create or define our common purpose? And, and those are some of the questions that the Culture Code talks about, which is like, is it safe here? Can I share vulnerably here? And do I have a future here? And so that's kind of the pattern that I decided to follow, but certainly implemented a lot of stuff from the culture operating system, just kind of as we went through. What were you, if I could inter yeah. interject right here, what, obviously your mom felt like there was a reason to kind of get the family together, that there was, was this area of focus that she felt was important. Can you maybe talk a little bit more about like, yeah, like why, what was going on that had her feel like yeah. something needed to shift? So in all fairness... I'm the only boy. I have seven sisters and maybe that, and maybe my personality, maybe other things. And, and I said this on our meeting, so this is not anything that my siblings haven't heard and that we don't kind of joke about, but I typically stay more aloof or distant from what you could call the happenings or the, the drama. You want to say drama right now. <laughs> so frankly, at that time, I wasn't super in the know about a lot of that stuff, but looking back and and now having a little bit better understanding of that it was just certain behaviors or things that were now you know being expressed by certain family members were not okay with others and i don't like to use the word sides because i don't like to think of it that way but sometimes it feels and can feel like there are like these sides right and so i mean that from both sides even though i'm not going to refer to sides again but it was like there's people doing things or expressing things that were not okay with other people, both in all directions. And they had never really been addressed. So there was kind of like these lingering unknown, that's not okay with me, but I've never said that. Or, and so, and so it was just kind of like uh, some confusion around like, how are we going to proceed and function together when there's all this stuff happening that we haven't addressed? 
and your mom felt at the family reunion it might just all come out blow and yeah. blow up yeah yeah or i mean maybe not maybe not like massive blow up but you know she wanted it to be a good experience yeah she wanted people to experience it in a way where it was like a really positive experience an uplifting experience and not a blow up or not just uh more confusing situations where people are doing things that other people don't want them to do got it i think it's cool that your mom recognized this coming and chose to not just pretend it wasn't happening or just hope for the best but she's like how can we actively get out of this and talk about it yeah totally it's amazing on her part to have that intuition i guess not surprising like the intuition of a mother is very powerful and so we had pretty good participation i think all of my siblings were on all the meetings like with some exceptions of being later could only be there part of the time or something but everyone was at least willing to get on and engage in the experience and did you set it up like hey we have this book it was kind of like a book club in a way yeah. were you discussing the book or was it totally like how did you set the agenda yeah. and what did that look like yeah everyone had the opportunity to read the book very few chose to read it i think because the notes kind of bailed them out so everyone had access to the notes and it was like hey some of us have read this book and we found it really fascinating and we think it would be useful if we get together and have some of these discussions to just try to help our family be like function and interact in a, in a healthier way. Okay. So decent participation, like in those calls, like leading up to the family reunion and then you get to the family reunion. Yeah. Just tell yeah. us more about it. Yeah. So some of the things that stand out from those calls, I, I know that we learned things about each other that we never knew, which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Yeah. Because we're a pretty close family, you know, and certainly don't have a problem talking in our family, right? So, <laughs> so that, but that was really fascinating and I think really useful that we created enough safety for some things to be brought up that maybe people had never shared before and not like crazy baggage or dirty laundry, like not necessarily that kind of stuff, but just like, for example, one of my sisters was talking about how when she's just sitting there, like soaking it all in, her face could be really misinterpreted as like annoyed or disengaged or sad or, and after a few people kind of commenting on that, not out of any like malicious intent, but just like a, a desire to like help her feel included and engaged. She's like, I'm not mad. It just takes me some time to process. And so that was one of the things like for her that was like, wow, like we didn't really know that necessarily. Right. Yeah. So that and other things like that boxes, maybe that we had put each other in through the years, like you're the loud one, you're the crazy one, you're the serious one, you're the baby of the family or whatever. Like I'm the aloof one, maybe or the oblivious one, you know, mm -hmm. just some of the, we just, we ended up making an agreement that we would really try to give each other space to be us now and not hold people in the box that was probably created a long time ago in our growing up years. That's really fascinating. Cause how true is it that, you know, someone at some point and you assign a label and it's like that label, those assumptions that you create then you associate with them like for forever yeah and look most of those boxes have no malicious intent right like if anything they've probably been joked about a lot but the reality is it doesn't really make people feel safe or free to be them because they feel like they're still in this box and so it was just really useful to just get that out on the table and like hey let's eliminate those boxes yeah i love that 
So Matt is going to a Diamondbacks game after we record this episode with his son. And so I told him, okay, we'll do a short episode. So I'm like, okay, there's so many places we could like right. land and talk like so much deeper. But I'm looking at my clock and I'm like, I want to make sure I keep my word that he gets on the road to get to the Diamondbacks game. So I'm going to just jump forward a little bit and just ask, so what, when it was all said and done, we kind of talked before we started mm -hmm. recording that there was like a big takeaway yeah. or big things that came out of this for your family. Yeah. So, and before I get to that real quick, just on our third yeah. meeting where it was like, okay, hey, what's our, basically like, what's our future together mm -hmm. in, in a way, like what's our new identity? We talked through a lot of different things during that meeting about like, what do we want to be known for as a family? And one of my sisters shared, like, I want to be known for that, like when it's all said and done, like she loved. Mm. And so we went kind of in a big circle and we came back to like, well, what if that's for now? Like, what if it's that? Like, what if it's as Harrington's we love? And that was really cool. I think that we all really felt that. And I think that there's still a lot more work to be done to understand how we live that. Which is kind of crazy, right? Because you'd think like most of us know how to love. But I think there's a lot more to discover about if that's going to be our family identity, like how do we really live that? And so what you're referring to, which I'll get into, was one of the experiences that I had this summer that really helped me understand what that means, or at least what that means for me to be in a family where we've decided we love. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in some circumstances wanting to really hold on to a judgment like almost subconsciously because I would sit there and ask myself, okay, like well, clearly I love these people, all of them, like regardless of, you know, where they're at with religion or anything, like I love them. So then in practice, it was like, okay, so then like who would I have to be and what would I need to do to help them feel that or see that? And there was things that I found myself wanting to really hold on to like a judgment because we're scared of letting go of judgment because like we feel like we'll be admitting that we're wrong. Mm -hmm. or, or at least like opening up the possibility that we're wrong. And it just really hit me. Like I remember at the family reunion, I still remember where I was standing and everything. And we had some really awesome moments at the family reunion where you could really feel that and we were living our identity. And I just had this moment where I was like, oh my goodness, the only way to really be right about any of this is to let go of those judgments. And so for me, that was a really a big lesson on, okay, how do I love? You know, if, if that's our identity, we love. One of the things that I can do is really surrender my judgments of everyone, regardless of, you know, where they stand with religion or anything like that, or even just like personality-wise or behavior-wise or anything. That's really, really beautiful, first of all. And it reminds me of an episode that we shot with, I'll link it in the show notes, but with Thomas McConkie. And he talked about how it's so hard in, in families when things are, like people are who they are, but then the person or the family member starts changing. And it's like mm -hmm. they are changing. And, it, and you on the other side of it are feeling like, they're not who they used to be or they're not who I thought they was. And there's like, you're grasping onto that and like holding onto that, like thinking that it should be this other way or they should be this way. But the real power in it all is like letting go of all of that, of who you think they should be or who they used to be. Yes. And that's amazing. Right. And there's that word should. And that's a big part of this is eliminating how someone should be acting 
even how we ourselves should be acting and just recognizing that and creating the freedom and the space to like that we can and that they can. And I think that it's actually really cool if we create that space for them to be them and help them see that like, regardless of your choices, like I still love you, like that's creating space for them. Like they feel like they can make their choices without receiving judgment from you. The fascinating thing is that even if they do make a choice that they later recognize as being really wrong or like it wasn't useful to them, now there's space for them to come back. Mm. And I think that's really, really powerful that if it's when we hold on to our judgments or in essence, forcing them to be a certain way in order to be accepted and loved by us, then that's going to push them the other way. And there's really not a lot of space for them to come back unless we intentionally create that space, which is always possible. Yeah. I love that we're having this conversation as it relates to more of an extended family situation. I feel like a lot of times on the podcast, we talk about, you know, some similar themes, but it's usually as it relates to Chris and I as parents, like with our children, but it really is so much bigger and can extend, you know, beyond that, like to our siblings and things. Yeah. Well, and everywhere, right? Yeah. Like anywhere that we're interacting with another human, we can ask ourselves, like, am I creating space and freedom for this person? to be them and giving them nothing but love and withholding all my judgments. And again, that doesn't mean that, because oftentimes people ask me when I say that, like, well, what if someone is, what if they just do whatever they want? It's like, well, that's kind of the point. And who would we have to be to show up in a way that we're willing to challenge people when we recognize that something isn't working for them or isn't working for our family or isn't working for our team? Then obviously there's a lot of, but we've created the space to be able to go have that conversation. Whereas if it's always the judgment, the force, the control, we haven't created the space to where we can even be received in that conversation of like, hey, have you thought about this? Or here's what's not working from what I am experiencing of you right now. Yeah. So if someone's listening and they're like, hey, I, I recognize that some of these things are coming up for our family. Like maybe there's things we're not talking about or things that we're like walking on eggshells around that. It would be good if we could address, good if we could have these conversations and create stronger relationships or connections in, in our family, extended families specifically in this instance, what would your advice be? Would you have any last advice? Yeah. So I'm just going to say the first thing that came to my mind, which is the word acknowledge. And there's a lot of power in acknowledging in, in all directions. So my advice would be acknowledge it. Like if something occurs to you personally, like I recognize I haven't been as present or I haven't been as loving or I've been judgmental or any of those things. If that occurs for you, I would say acknowledge it to yourself and then acknowledge it to the person or to the family or to the organization or whoever, right? How it occurs for you, just acknowledge it. And what that acknowledgement does is it immediately creates safety because the people who are hearing you acknowledge it are receiving like, okay, this person can make a mistake. This person is creating space for us to make mistakes because they're acknowledging that they made one, right? And they're showing a, an, a commitment to being better. And so I think that would be my advice is to just acknowledge it. And then there's a lot of things that can be done after that. But I think the acknowledgement will, will really guide you if you're willing to confront it and then go say it to the person or, or to the group and say, hey, look, I, I just, I see that I haven't been showing up the way I want to and I'm committed to being better. Yeah, I love how you said that. Okay, I'm going to put in the show notes how people can connect with you. And maybe I'll just make a plug for Matt here. Like if you're listening and you're like, oh, I could 
really use some help like with my culture and my business um please reach out to matt he's amazing he'll take care of you take care of your business culture um and you will be all the better for it yeah i i would just add real quick yeah we're, we're probably over time that's okay it's my fault at this point like what we're doing here with the culture operating system is not just culture mm. and you might be listening and, and maybe even roll your eyes to hear me say like we're starting a movement but that's really Preach, what Matt. Preach. yeah but that's really what this is it's just like the way that we have traditionally perceived leadership and management and that filters into parenting and, and any other you know organization is changing and frankly because of the way we live and because of technology and our reality at, at least here right in the united states much of what was needed in the past to function to survive is not needed anymore and so there's space for a new way of leadership and a new way of organizational health and culture and that way is giving a way to control and creating space and freedom for people and creating commitment so that compliance is never needed very cool okay so connect with matt he'll uh take care of you and then also i'm gonna make a plug here for our family brand program too because our first module in there is all about culture and how to create culture of that safety that that we're talking about so if you feel like you want someone to kind of guide you through that check out our program yeah and look not that it has to be this program or anything right but some intentionality around shaking things up in your family and getting really clear on your identity and your values and your culture is one of the most life-changing things ever we marvel frequently at how far we've come while simultaneously recognizing how much farther we have to go and and how we still you know acknowledge frequently that we're not making it all the way and that we're you know have a, a lot to work on um, but truly life-changing and that's life right it's like yeah. you've never you've never arrived it's always like acknowledging like how far you've come but then realizing like there's more yet to be yeah i just i i know that some people listening are probably thinking like but this doesn't like i've tried this or this doesn't work with my six-year-old or my seven-year-old mm -hmm. or or and i'm just telling you like it does if you are so tired of fighting for control with your kids, give it away and create space and freedom for them and follow that up with challenge and support and, and, and you'll see the change in you that you have been wishing you could see in them. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Matt. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple. And we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. 
We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.